If your calendar is full this holiday season, let HelloFresh save you time with easy-to-follow recipes and pre-portioned ingredients sent right to your door. Get 18 free meals plus free shipping with code VALLEYCAST18 at HelloFresh.com slash VALLEYCAST18. Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes, I think it starts with your Guys, welcome to the Valleycast. You know, we can't stop laughing. Can I tell you why we can't stop laughing? Yes. Uh, I'll tell you why, because I just read an article to the boys about how (laughs) Gucci heiress Alexandra Gucci Zarini was allegedly. Just do me a favor and just do some Kevin magic editing over what (laughs) the hell he says there. Come on. (laughs) All right. Why were we laughing? Here, you you can have this in there. Why were we laughing so hard? Well, because according to. TheGrio.com actor Orlando Bloom pleads not guilty to assault charges, and we got a good long laugh about that one. Guys, uh, no, can I tell you something that I've heard in the uh, news lately? <laughs> can I tell you? First of all, welcome, Merry Christmas, uh, Merry, Merry Christmas. This is the after Christmas, Christmas. episode of the Valley Cast, and after uh, dark. You know, we all talked about getting each other gifts and stuff, but we just haven't been. We haven't I done have, that. I have something it? that I can I can play for you. What but do you I don't mean? know when that we want to do play? it. What do you mean that you could play oh, for me? I have to a... share my screen. Did you get oh, me a got... cameo for Christmas? We gotta wait. Yeah, we gotta video. wait. Because yeah. we're not gonna, okay, we have gonna to do wait. your gift, Kevin. We, we have for... to give everybody's gift. We gotta wait for Ellie. Nobody Who's... else is gonna do the thing. Yes, they are. Yes, I do. It's just gonna take a little it's just gonna take a little while. Uh but how was everybody's Christmas? Uh how was everybody's Christmas, Joe? Uh, it was good. Uh, real quick, before that, Elliot's uh, absent today. He's in Florida enjoying Christmas with his uh, family. And, and just I'm like... I'm going to post that picture. Swimming. <laughs> he sent us the most horrifying thing I've just ever seen. swimming in some of the most like post-apocalyptic, dystopian, <laughs> political paraphernalia Seriously. I've ever seen. Well, Seriously. Because it, look, it, like, uh, it looked like a motorhome or a trailer with like all uh, this really terrifying was, yeah. propaganda it was on it. It was all like the it all looked like the NFTs that he was selling. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't understand the. Um, I'm not meant. We're not meant to understand this. Nope. But so I really don't understand the like Trump as like a muscular figure. Like when like there's so many. What's well, how uh, he sees himself? Have you have, seen those? There's like yeah, so many of those. It isn't just. Those. I'm glad it isn't I haven't. just the NFTs. It's like you'll just see a meme and it's Trump. Like his face All is photoshopped buff. on a buff guy. Well, and it's like, is, what is that? Why? Because he's a faux, he's a faux, like placeholder for masculinity. Yeah. So if he's supposed yeah, to be what, what is an uber masculine person, exactly. and you actually see him, you're like, nope. So it has to be all of these like again NFT'd up fantasies, like weird Trump fantasies. It's crazy. It's crazy, yes. dude. We're living in crazy times. Yeah, so, no, it freaks me out. Christmas was Christmas was good. Christmas was good. Laid back. We every year we have a blitz. It's like the the days leading up to it is just a lot as a parent always. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. I wish there was snow. There wasn't, but uh, kids no. were happy. 
They got some good gifts. Did you, dear Joe, growing up, you grew up with a snow. You he had a winter. Have. You had a white Christmas every single year. Winter wonderland, my friend. And it was a white Christmas because you would let no people of color into your home when you were I young. mean, it wasn't me necessarily. It was more of the community. The community, yeah. It's parents. Um, That's actually not fair to my community. I'm leaning into a stereotype. Racism by proxy. I, I, grew up, I grew up in a very kind community. <laughs> of course. Good. We're, we have fun here. Uh, what is a safe space? Uh, and Joe, you usually are used to the winter wonderland of a Christmas. Is this true? Yeah, I miss it. So you grew up, so your whole life you got a snowy Christmas. Oh yeah. Like it, it's such a, my, That's my so special. LA, my LA Christmas experience that I've had for the past freaking 12 years, 12 years. Uh, it still feels for it. A warm Christmas feels Oh, yeah. Dude, and this Christmas was so warm. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. was in Oxnard, and it was like 77 degrees or something. Yeah. We were the only place in the country that was like this right now. Hell Everywhere yeah. else was like polar plunging. And you know what's funny? It's always a grass is always greener situation for the people sure who is. have to be in the snow. And they were like, "How? Oh, we wish we could get into our bathing suits and go to the beach <laughs> on Christmas. Yep. And it's like, you know, look, we both have our pros and cons of a warm Christmas over a snowy Christmas. You guys get the magic of, of a what snowy it's Christmas. Supposed to be. It feels like when you think about Christmas, it's synonymous with the snow and cozy, getting inches all warm. off the ground yeah. and being by a fireplace and you with get your loved ones. The commercialized capitalistic version of Christmas that has right. shut down our throats since we yes, were kids. As a, as Americans, for sure. Yeah. And I was thinking about that recently. So Christmas music inherently that we're all used to is basically jazz and it's old like Frank Sinatra era music, right? Like yeah. that yeah. is Christmas music. Some things in like the recent years have broken through and we got some pop classics. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, right, it's this kind of like old school jazz ding, ding, lounge ding, ding. singer yeah. Yeah. Type, uh, of, uh, type of song. Right? <laughs> crooner. Crooner Christmas. Yeah. Which, which made me think like, what if... I was wondering... What would Christmas music be if, like, in the 1980s was when the crazy commercialization and popularity of Christmas exploded like it did back in the day, which made the music of that era Christmas music? Would, like, Last Christmas be our jingle bells? <laughs> like, yeah. would, would yeah. synthesizer music be our classics I bet. that we are alive in? Be so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Which I, would be cool. It would so you're be cool. saying that... The Christmas songs of yore would not be would not exist. Well, like let's the say they versions. Let's say they do exist. Like all the lyrics, because they're all based off of like old Welsh, yeah, poems and shit. But like they became big in the eighties, and that's when they were like attached to Christmas specials yeah, and stuff yeah, like that, and like right? John Hughes movies and so stuff. So we'd yeah. we'd have like Devo's Jingle Bells, and we would have Wham's yeah, yeah, last, not <laughs> even right. Last Christmas. We'd have their Joy to the World, right? But it'd all be synthesizer cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard the Beatles or not Beatles? Uh, the the Beach Boys Christmas song, the reindeer or the reindeer. No, that's no, a no. Oh, okay, song. okay, okay. Well, actually, there's a few of them. There's that. There's that. I haven't heard Christmas more than that one. Comes just twice it's like, wait a minute. Christmas <laughs> comes once a year. Christmas is like three times a year. 
They let that one guy out of the cage Christmas. every year to sing that line. <laughs> Christmas is every day. <laughs> they lock him back up. They throw the shackles on his ankles. And is like, it, this, sing is, yeah, next this year. is the one that's like, yeah, this is the one that's like a real classic. Damn, there's a real there's a real weird one. Is it this one? Oh no, but this one's great too. You know No, this, this one? is a good one. I know this one. Someone found a lighted house. Yeah, this is it. It's weird. Man, it's good, but it's I've weird. never heard oh. that. Really? Really? No. Mm -hmm. Dude, listen to this fucking song. It's ridiculous. It really isn't played. You're right. I probably haven't heard it since I was littler. It's good, but it's weird. There's something weird about it. It's not as cheery yet. No, Brian Wilson, this ain't it. <laughs> right? They tried, though. No, that one's not it. That one's definitely, that's exactly what we're talking about. That's, right. That's missing the wintry wonderlandiness. It's it's too yeah, SoCal. Yeah, agree. Too SoCal for me. Um, it's Christmas Listen, it's Christmas is once a year. Christmas time is once a year. We got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. What is the lyric? <laughs> Christmas comes this time each year. That's What's what wrong I with thought. Is it this time each yeah. year? <laughs> what do you think Christmas it is? time is twice a year. <laughs> um, okay, so there. Can so you uh, like what? <laughs> those guys are on cocaine and losing their minds. Uh, but <laughs> um, so I want to share with you guys something really fun. Kevin, am what? I going to be allowed to share this? <laughs> you better. What? Yeah, you are. I'm only the co-host, you see. No, oh, no, no. you see. Don't you hold yourself You see back. it. Kevin, you're, you're way more to that to us. I'm just a co. More okay, so... than a co-host this year. <laughs> okay, so David Wayne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A comedian that we love, that we grew up watching, and you know, so Stella, Stella, and the State, and Wet Hot American Summer, and all oh. those really good weird comedies are all come oh. from the mind of that beautiful Jewish man. Oh, Happy Hanukkah to you, Mr. David Wayne. But he posted <laughs> clips of him jamming with his friends, which I love doing. By the way, I love to jam, and if I could get more friends involved in it, it would just like be a, a dream. Jam sess. Just a dram, jam, jam band. Just a dram fresh. Just get some jamamine and dramamine. You ever seen? You ever seen Shresh? Remember Shresh too, when the donkey <laughs> has a da a dang baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. I uh, wanted to show you guys a clip of David Wayne just fucking jamming Please. with his friends. And maybe you guys can spot some of his famous friends that are hanging Ooh, out. YouTube.com slash The Valley. If you want to see video of this, if you're yeah. listening to it. We're just yeah. guests. Guess who's playing the keyboards? Yeah. I like this game. I like this game. But that's if you have the ability Come. to show us right now. Oh, my God. He did it. We'll see. He's doing it. 
Wait. Oh, there we go. Okay, it's a little choppy on our end. It's just a lot choppy, actually. It's, uh... I've got a still frame. I have a still frame, too. (laughs) Damn it. Zoom's been doing... Zoom's been doing this. But I hear an accordion. I do hear an accordion, too. And if I already don't see one... It's Weird Al. That's a Weird Al right there. We just see a still of a photo of him, but yes. We are seeing a Weird Al... Why does he look so much older? I was gonna say! It's like it's like 20 years in the future. Wow. That means there is a very, very like curated version of Weird Al when he goes out into like the Hollywood public. You know what, man? Fuck this stupid trash. (laughs) (laughs) So Steve showed us a video. Something's wrong with my Zoom. I haven't been able to share videos without fucking crashing. Oh. Wait, did you crash? <laughs> well, I think he did a second. My Zoom but not, crashed, uh, yeah. But yeah. Ellie, uh, Dude, Kevin but still it, had us. But it's, it's still just, going. you know, Joe Latrulio's there, Weird Al's there, and Weird Al's hair's all gray. Well, we so what we're old. saying. Yeah. He looks like he's got a curated version of when we see at him out in public these days. His like, hair's they, always dark I know. brown. He, yeah, he makes himself look real presentable. They do this him is, you know, up. When you go to jam with the boys, you go in your fucking, you don't need to look. You go raw! You don't even need to shower. Owen doesn't. I am here for Gray Weird Al. He looked great. Me too. I'm here for every era Weird Al. He was playing, they were playing Stray stray Cats. Yeah, Stray Cats strut, Uh and they were doing Uh like, they did, dude, they're just, and then it shows the other angle, and there's like a big TV with the chords and the lyrics on it, (laughs) just like Owen and I do. (laughs) And David Wayne's on the drums, and Ken Marino's singing. And Weird Al's just over there on the and on the accordion. Anyway, on David Wayne's YouTube channel, uh, you can see those if you want to watch Love them. It. So good. I, I rewatched Role Models recently, which is a David Wayne jam. Yeah. Starring Ken Marino and Paul yeah. Rudd and Sean William Whoa. Scott. And it is one of my favorite comedies. Isn't it's McLovin so in funny. that one? McLovin's in it. It's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot. It's like a very mainstreamy movie for a David Wayne jam. Yeah. But it's still got so much David Wayne in it, and I so know, much like I can't help it. It's oh, it's so good. Have it's you so seen good. they came together? Is that the the romance? It's the rom com that's done like Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Well, I think I think I watched it a, a while back. It's like a send off on uh, rom coms, but it's just so good, and I think it satisfies the rom com. Uh, uh, lo- the love of a rom com. So if you if you have a, a loved one or a friend that loves rom coms, but you're like, <laughs> this one has a lot of comedy in it. It's very <laughs> it's funny. It's a good uh, compromise. Isn't it interesting though? Like David Wayne. Now that we come up with this now on the spot in the brain, like he really did. David Brain. David Brain, uh, David Swain. He made. Uh, he was able to make that jump, like from a weird, like niche comedy group, to he was able to to combine the mainstream feel, yeah, with, with his style really well. Where I would contend, maybe a group like Broken Lizard didn't. I agree because they stuck to their guns and they were very much uh, their own style and their own thing, and it was very specific. And I think that, uh, you know, but it's two different specific types of comedy 
And I think for some reason, we're, what we're seeing right now is an acceptance, uh, a, a more mainstream acceptance of like um, strange comedy, alt comedy, anti-comedy, oh, whatever, yeah. what have you. Yeah. And it's I think- It's always fun yeah. to see the crossovers, right? Like who did it like pretty successfully, yeah. especially with their own voice. And I think mm. David Wayne kind of did. And so did Michael Showalter. He just I directed agree. something that wasn't even- like a straight up comedy. Dude, Joel Walter directs a lot well, of movies. No, yeah. it's Oscar. And, and they're Oscar very nominated. good. They're very good movies. He, Wait, yeah. what did he do that was Oscar nominated though? Just the recent one? Yeah, hold on. I hold don't on, know hold on. this. Let me look this up while still making my point. Um, he, uh, uh, but like Jay Chandra Shekar, is that how you say his Sandra last name? Sandra Shekar. Wait, um, Sandra Shekar? Yeah, whatever, done, you had it. He's done a lot of directing, but I wouldn't say probably had and i'd have to look up his imdb to be certainly certain about it but i don't think he had like a non-broken lizard type movie that he broke off and was no, super no. successful but david and wayne same... and uh and and of, of the same state friends uh uh tom lennon and ben garant of the state friend uh -huh. very good friends of david wayne went off to become writers of like huge movies they wrote like the yeah. The um, Night at the Museum movies and stuff like mm -hmm. that, or something like that. What was Broken Lizard? I've never even heard of Broken this. Lizard. Did Super Troopers? Okay, those cops, those like funny cops. Remember um, that movie? Michael Showalter directed The Big Sick. Oh, oh, he did. I didn't know yeah, that. Shit. And hold on, uh, he directed There's the Oscar in, nomination. He directed The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Who's the one that directed uh, the Smosh <laughs> movie? <laughs> Wasn't that one of those guys too? No, that was no, like Michael Gallagher Ma or something. Michael Ian Black was in, <laughs> in it. The, the first Smosh movie. Yeah, and then, yeah. but then, um, God, oh my gosh, his name is escaping me and I hate that it is, but you'll know it right away, Steve. Um, uh, oh gosh, dang it. Uh, Bill and Ted, the other guy. Oh, Alex Winter. That's Alex right. Alex Winter, Winter directed it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And he's directed a lot of movies and shit. I knew it was um, someone in the comedy world that did it. But the other like comedy world like had his own style and maybe didn't totally find the same success, even though he's super successful. Not a judgment call. Is Kevin Smith right? Kevin Smith created this yeah. world, was yep. able to like exist in his, and then yep. when he went out and did like he's directed like Supergirl episodes, a bunch of yeah, CW people shit. love it. People love they like it. Yeah. He did like a He Man show. Yep, right. So recently, anyways, yeah. interesting. Stella's great. <laughs> Michael Schulwald. Um, I have two things Michael to say. Boy. Oh yeah, yeah, we love them all. They're all really good, funny comedians. Bunch of um, murderers. Did you guys see? I know Kevin hasn't seen Glass Onion yet. Joe, have you seen Glass I Onion yet? I might watch it tonight. Uh, please, please do because I've I really loved it and um we'll talk about it. Daniel Craig is so great and uh we love mm -hmm. him so much. And anyway, we won't I won't talk too much about it other than I'll tell you that I loved it. But there was an interview with Ryan Johnson Johnson recently yeah, he's... where he said that he was he's quote pissed off that the glass onion needed to add quote a knives out mystery to its title and it's funny because oh. i was just talking to owen about this because we watched it the other night and we loved it and we were talking about it and i was like uh man isn't that kind of funny like i i kind of i'm bummed out that it's that it's still it's like a knives out mystery yeah like, what does that like, even mean that's what does so it dumb. even mean that and, means that the I studio got scared and yeah. they were afraid that people wouldn't know what it is but however isn't that how james bond 
went through that. James Bond movies just called themselves the, their own unique yeah. names. It wasn't always with James Bond attached. Yeah, I mean, was it? 007 no. eventually became part of the like marketing. But yeah, you're right. A lot of those movies no, it are wasn't just called. All, yeah, yeah just it wasn't always that way. Just licensed to kill, right? Yeah, it's exactly. upsetting an octopusy or whatever bird mm-hmm. pussy. What's that movie called? <laughs> mm-hmm. Bird pussy. <laughs> Vulture placenta. <laughs> uh, but Ryan Johnson's. Uh, it's so interesting because it's like, you know, you you'd think that the like the star power and the word of mouth like alone would be like enough to convince the director to let him have his glass onion title and um you know whatever but it's so stupid people are just so stupid i guess people just don't want that they want they want to know that it's like connected to it or whatever and they don't want to have to do research years of movie making has all been franchise building right Right. it's all been like avengers that's true too that's what they're trying to do or dc or Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, or, but there's a there's another way to do it. There's another right? way to do it, I think. And it's like with James Bond, dude. And like, yeah, you, you know, don't have with to. With J- yeah. James Bond, can I'm not do disagreeing. It. I'm just saying that's yeah. the world in no, which you're right. we're living. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. Lon um, Harris had a good tweet thread recently. Our buddy Lon Harris is uh, of Honest Trailers. He does a bunch of uh, movie cr- uh, world critiquing. I wouldn't say he's a critic, but he critiques the world of movies, not just movies. Yes. And he made a good point about how 20, 30 years ago, Margaret Robbie would have had like rom-coms and other vehicles yeah. given to her based on her just being her. It would yeah. be like, this isn't a franchise. This, uh, it's not, the, there's not a director that's well-known attached to it. It's just, we can sell this movie because she's a bankable movie star. We think she can handle right. it like, like Julia Roberts back in the day. But that doesn't happen anymore, and what she gets put into is either franchises or movies with really big directors attached. So it's not just a, a Margaret Robbie vehicle; it's a, it's a either franchise, it's a like like DC <laughs> wearing clown makeup, or uh, being attached to a big director's name, which is right. what is people into the seats. Is what the movie theaters think. So like bankable movie stars, that's not really a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Although I will say it a is... lot of those classic heroines or those classic uh, actresses like uh, Nicole Kidman and your Nicole Kidmans and your um, Chris and your Burns. But, mm-hmm. you know, they uh... <laughs> <laughs> couldn't think of any other names. The Kidman <laughs> comes this time each year. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of those actors that show up in a movie. Like if they did, if they did like a Julia Rob, like a new Julia Roberts movie, people would be like, oh, I'll go see that just for Julia Roberts. For but sure. They don't do that. Anymore. But they don't do that anymore. But I think they could. I think they could with those classic actors. You know what I mean? They would, I think they would do it in like today's ecosystem type of way, right? Like Julia Roberts, yeah. rom, rom, rom com, great. I can't wait till that's out on Netflix, but I don't think anybody's running to the theater. Yeah, to I guess it. that's a good point. And they were, yeah. they're also finding that, like, you know, because Brad Pitt was in that Money Train, train. movie or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, nobody gave a shit about that movie. And I don't remember Supposedly anybody talking pretty about good. it. I enjoyed I, it. I, I hear it's like a snapshot of like the old Guy Ritchie days of movies uh, that kind of doesn't have a place in Hollywood anymore. It's a fun little flick that uh, doesn't take itself too seriously. It has some pretty fun action and comedy in it. But it's like nobody's yeah. running to see it because of Brad Pitt, you know? Like, like that's not... 
it's like I don't think that movie did what it did because of Brad Pitt, right? Like, the, like that wasn't the draw to the movie. But I, I wonder, is that because they did? Is Brad Pitt just not as big as he used to be? <clears throat> if yeah, you said yeah. like there's a Zendaya movie coming out, I think that everybody would be like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to go see the Zendaya but, movie. But, uh, it's but Zendaya. by that token, it's like no one wants to see like Chris Pratt can't put butts in seats really right now anymore. Well, can he? Because he's kind of sucks now. Yeah, he People sucks. People don't like him. Um, apparently, the uh, the uh, Nintendo folks were quoted as saying. Oh no! This is actually this is kind of like maybe this is kind of a paraphrase. I'm paraphrasing this, but apparently about Chris Pratt in the Mario Brothers movie, they said that he's giving the performance of his lifetime. <laughs> what do you think that means? <laughs> what What do you think that means? Because it really just sounds like he's doing his voice, and it sounds like he doesn't sound any different from any other movie he's ever been in. So what does that mean? <laughs> that, that wow, that's amazing. That's Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Performance of his lifetime. Uh, guys, there's a there's a term that has been going around up in Hollywood lately, and uh, they're talking there's they're talking a lot about it. It isn't something that is a new discussion, but okay. for some reason it's like being talked about a lot right now. Uh, and I don't like what it's... I don't like the term. I think there's a better term for it. Uh, but I understand the frustration. But the, the term is Nepo babies. Oh, yeah. You've been yeah. hearing this term everywhere? Nepo babies, they have famous parents. <laughs> Nepo babies, they're successful because the people before them were. When your safety net is huge and you can do whatever. <laughs> you can take Nepo the babies this time and just live at home. <laughs> When you got all the time in the world to make whatever you want. Stop. Nebo, 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 Nebo. But anyway. Babies, babies. <laughs> but I don't like, like Nepo. Very... I don't like Nepo babies. You don't like the term? No, you I don't, don't like, like the, the word. term. I think it's stupid. I think it's, it's a stupid that. term. Like I get it, and but it's like they're not babies, first of all, anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like we get it. They are the children of rich people, and so we're we're calling them nepotism babies, and but they're full grown <laughs> adults, not babies. So, but it, the nepotism part is true. But there's this big thing in Hollywood right now about nepotism. <laughs> What do you well, think they're going like fighting on? back too? Why is this they're happening? Like trying they're to like, say yeah, it's they're all they're fighting not. each other. They're like, yeah. Well, you know, nep- nepotism is this, and everyone's like, no, I don't know. And like, there's well, the Joe? Daily Beast says that <laughs> famous nepo babies of famous parents are saying they did it their way, but no one's buying that bullshit. I don't, man. So what do you think's going? What 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 is? Usually when something like this happens, it feels like this is Kanye's marketing team going like, yeah. let's put yeah. billions yeah. of dollars into Nepo babies <laughs> and get the entertainment Talking eyes about it. off of yeah. me for a minute. 
Like this seems like something that someone paid a lot of money for to Ooh. distract us. Nefarious. I see Is what you're saying. Ne nefo baby. Ne nef nefarious. Nefo, ba nefarious. nefo babies one time. Each year. But like, you know, there's also other news of, and I wish Elliot was here because I want to talk to him about this, but we'll bring it up again. But there was an, uh, a UFO sighting in Las Vegas over a very famous strip club, which is kind of funny, which all the comments are like, <laughs> they just want to go have a good night and shit yeah, and stuff like that. Of course. But the videos are really cool. And there's like light reflections coming from like- Is this recent? Weird... Yeah, it's very recent. And it was like a couple weeks ago, like um, two or three weeks ago, maybe. But there's all this nepotism, nepo babies talk happening. What do you think is going on? Why is this talk happening right now? And how do you feel about it? Do you mean outside of your conspiracy theory? Yeah, outside of my conspiracy theory. Yeah. What do you think? Uh -huh. that, what is your thought? What, society why is, is angry. this now a thing that's society happening? Society is angry. We're all, everybody's trying to tear everything down. Yeah. Like, there's a definite eat the rich yeah. um, uh, streak that's going through. Uh, Everyone's mad at rich society. people right now. Right now, they are the perfect, and if that's the case and you want to tear those things down, that is a pillar of privilege or assumed privilege uh -huh. that uh, I think is a really easy target. Isn't it interesting that everybody's so upset at rich people right now, but then shows like Succession and uh, the Game of Thrones show are like the fucking most popular shows ever? Well, because that yeah. shows that rich people are bad people and they, yeah, they, also, get, yeah, exactly. and they also get murdered. So it's kind of like <laughs> fantasy fulfillment. <laughs> it's like it's like we're watching Eat the Rich content. Like, yeah. uh, like this is the, the genre is Eat the Rich. Yeah, I, I don't I know. It also I glorifies cared. their lifestyles and makes people go like, "Oh man, I wish I was that badass. I wish I could tell my employees to fuck off and then pull my dong out and get away with it for a few months, and then it becomes a, a, a you know, whatever." A, a Kevin, story. I, I, I immediately responded, but I think I, I stepped on you. What What are your thoughts, my friend? Well, yeah, I what do you think like about all this nepo baby shit? I, haven't heard of it enough. I feel like it hit an algorithm that just has taken off and it's going to go away in a few days like think, everything yeah, else has. Yeah. I don't think it means anything more than just a trending topic. Jamie Lee think, Curtis said you, that Nepo, the Nepo baby debate is designed to try to diminish and denigrate and hurt. And see, that's going too far anyway, too. Isn't that interesting? It's like people are getting hurt by this. <laughs> but they aren't. <laughs> unless unless they like, aren't unless Ethan Hawke's daughter Maya didn't get cast again in something like yeah what is it's it's not anything and then Kate Hudson said that she sees way more nepotism in other industries than she sees it in Hollywood like in the dentistry world or the doctor world is that a good argument for <laughs> <laughs> I don't is think there, it is. I mean, I is there it. a positive like I is there an argument for nepotism in any right, industry? right? Like there's no yeah, nepotism there is nepotism, right? You're right, Joe. I think people just want to be angry at rich people. That's what it seems because like. they seem to have it easy and they they got their their success was handed to them. There's a certain and amount it's like of... I work my ass off and I'm still struggling out there. Who yeah. can I punch and blame that on? But if we're also looking at a dartboard of like it, like industry nepotism, the bullseye is one hundred percent. Like the red one is probably 
is probably Hollywood and entertainment. And then the green bullseye, like the outer ring is probably politics, right? And oh, sure. Everything sure. else is on the outside yeah. of the dartboard. Sure. So it's like being mad at the privileged, like prestige of the Hollywood acting world is the easiest thing to be mad out, out of all of them. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, it's all overpaid and it's, right. like, it's a fantasy industry. It uh, is. It's a, And it's all made up and make believe and, Exactly. So it's it's easy to be mad at that. And it's also just in your face all the time. The dentist's son who got- Are uh, hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Who got right, a chair right. at his dad's dentistry. They're not dentistry. out there flaunting their <laughs> Valentino outfit. And also, sh- yeah, like, no. out of all the fucking celebrities there are, hundreds and hundreds that we all know of, how many of them are actual- Nepal Kevin, babies. that's a really good Probably point. more than you think. Probably more than you <laughs> think. I would, I'm curious. I'm genuinely but, cur- curious. <laughs> But it's but something that Jamie Lee Curtis said that I thought was really interesting was she said that um, she doesn't try to pretend that there weren't advantages to having A-list parents, but challenged the generalization that she or others born into famous families don't necessarily have talent, which yeah, is kind of true, would right? Agree with it. Th- I There's agree a lot with that of... too. And also, like, I don't know. There's a lot of Nepo babies, or not a lot, but I feel like we could name Nepo babies that aren't talented like Jamie Lee Curtis is comparatively, and those are the people that maybe you could be more upset with. But does it feel like that, like, okay, so what's the, the idea what can overall? we do with all of this discourse, right? Like, obviously, this is Hollywood news, which means mostly it's bullshit, and, uh, <laughs> and who gives a shit? And second of all, this is not important discourse at all as far as the no the way the world works goes but i will say this as as long as we are a society of disgusting degenerate creatures that run to nay uh a speed to the movie theaters or to the grocery stores or to the makeup counters to buy insert celebrities name here product and as long as that happens there's always going to be the need for entertainment, right? Like people, Correct. entertainment will always be around and people will always want entertainment. But what I think that the argument against Nepo babies is, is that these kids are given more of an opportunity in the industry simply because of who their family is. But and that's so I think life. that's life. Absolutely. <laughs> so what can we do? Maybe, maybe we can start giving people who aren't the children of celebrities a chance. Maybe. More of a chance. Celebrities need to start marrying everybody for a little while so Mm -hmm. every kid can be a Nepo baby. Exactly. Uh Uh Can you write Uh that down, Steve? That's a good one. That is a good one. Can we we title that? Can we make this episode titled that? (laughs) Nepo babies, <laughs> the cure to nepo, nepotism. Each year. But everybody's upset. Now, all the all the 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 children of famous people are, are upset. I mean, like, I have, I've upset. thought about it before. Of like, if I was born into like a famous filmmaker or something, like I would easily become be introduced to people. But in my head, I'd be like, I'd still have to show. You still have to show your worth that you can actually do something. But I haven't uh-huh. read an article about this yet because I don't. I haven't. Care. Either. I know. I don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> I don't want to. 
But, but I'm, I'm trying sick to, of and seeing I'm sure, it, and I'm trying to figure out why. I'm sure there's it. examples out there, but I'm even trying to think off of the top of my head of like, oh god, that A-lister is only an A-lister because of their parents, but they clearly suck really bad and are bad at their craft. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, I can't believe that guy is so bad. Like I don't have those examples because. The other thing about being a Nepo baby in any industry is that you do have a leg up not only on connections, but you have a leg sure. up on how to do the craft. Like, yeah, yeah. Most Nepo babies that are successful are probably just as good, even if they're not great, as the other bullshit people that get famous because of their looks or some other shit that they did. Like, I'm not looking at Maya Hawk. I keep going back to her because I've seen her picture on some of the articles. She's good. And she she had an example for 18 years growing up of two parents doing it very well and showing her how to be an actress. Exactly. Dick Grayson can do flips because his parents were acrobats in the circus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Or this person's a doctor because their dad was a doctor and his Look, dad was a doctor and blah, 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 blah. There's a problem with nepotism in every industry. It's not a great thing. People should, of course, be in the the place that they are based off of their skills and the time and the effort. Life isn't fair. Somebody in the comments will tell me why I should care about this more, but I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the thing. It's like at the end of the day, this piece, this discourse is like absolute dog shit. Noise. (laughs) Yeah. but, But that's why I was like, is it distractions from Kanye? Is it distractions from UFOs? Is it distractions from Trump shit? Is it distractions from depositions and FBI stuff? Like, who knows? It always feels like a distraction to me when I can't stop seeing stuff pop up about it. And it seems like the least important thing ever. Like, anything that ever comes up about the Kardashians is like trash garbage news. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They might be like the biggest like a example of nepotism at yeah, this point but they are that, but they're even an outlier in that sense it's crazy yeah but you know that i guess if it I, we talk about the celebrity <laughs> disease a lot the <laughs> idea that these people like card the kardashians are more of a detriment to the uh, society and to uh the entertainment industry and whatever and what have you um but you know it doesn't help that Every little thing they do is is like huge news over here for some reason. Every yep. little thing they do is magic. <laughs> Every little like, thing they it, do, huge news. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to see. Like Americans love it. Americans fucking love celebrities so much. Yep. And uh and and I don't know I don't know. But they turn on them so fast too. So it's like really weird and gross and what, how do we fix the, this? And I don't think there's a way to really. We just have to ride it out. Yeah. And uh, and because we are members of this society, and because we want to enjoy the benefits of our current uh, society, we have to uh, be a part of the discourse. Amen, Steve. Listen, if you want your iPhone then you're going to have to face the facts that there's some unpleasantries behind the production of that device. (laughs) And that's life. And that's just life, baby. Deal with it. That's life. Adapt. If you are changing the subject, (laughs) kind of changing the subject completely. Um, Um, If you were, let's say there was a a person that you admired, your friend, a best friend, and you, they had never seen Lord of the Rings before. 
and you were going to show them Lord of the Rings, all the movies, would you show them the extended ones or would you just stick to the theatrical versions? This is a good question, but I think the definitive answer... Ooh, he's going with definitive. I hope period, I don't. I hope I don't disagree. Is you show them the theatrical? Yes, because that's how we all enjoyed those movies as they appeared. It's, I made a good choice. There's the, something the extended, so magical about the them. Extended's too much. It's too much. I won't say it's okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No. No. This is me. No. No. Not. Let me finish my thought. (laughs) It's too much for somebody that's never seen it before because it's so it's a lot to take in. And if you don't, if you if you reel them in with the first one, they're like, "I love this magical fantasy world." And you get them with the second, and then you're like, "Oh, Return of the King, motherfucker! Let's do this. Five endings in one movie." And then they still love it. You go, guess what? Yeah, yeah. There's another seven hours. There's more. Yeah, yeah. That's the move. (laughs) Yeah, if they love it and they're like, "Oh man, is." Fuck, that movie was so good. Then you're gonna be like, then I'm gonna blow your okay, mind. So, what if, so what let if me that, ask you this. Well, what go if on, that go person on. was like, this is the moment you don't want to miss, is all I'm saying. Some you don't want to miss the, this specific moment. You take them on the journey, you do the adventure, you do the fellowship. Oh my god, those two towers. Oh my god, return of the king, and the guy's like, oh, there my, he, go, my, he comes back. Oh, you my, kneel for no one. My word, oh, my they they didn't kneel for the Oh, my mind is blown. Thank for you for Frodo. sharing that with me. But you know what those movies really needed? Some green fucking ghosts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're still in well, the theatrical. In a mountain on a pile of skulls. They're still <laughs> in the theatrical. <laughs> okay. They're still so, in the theatrical. <laughs> I showed Ellie, uh, my girlfriend, uh, to the first two. The theatrical versions. I chose that route because I thought the same exact thing. But now we need to watch the third one, and she likes them a lot. She's Ooh. into them. Ooh. So I'm now deciding, do I just say, let's watch a four-hour, four-and-a-half-hour no. finale? No. Damn. No. <laughs> Show her the theatrical, well, dude. This is, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna. But this is what I, my worry is. When I was watching the second one, after only have watched, the, I've only watched like the extended versions for the last like 10 15 years, yeah, I never same, have gone back same, to the theatricals. Same. I'm like, holy shit, there's so much good stuff that is missing from yeah. this that yeah. like tells the story. Yeah, but don't and you that remember? Made me kind of bummed out. Totally. But you remember loving those movies coming out of the movie theater. Yes. This guy. Yes. This guy. What he's saying. This guy. Because I was and, so and little. I know, I know, but they're really well constructed theatrical versions of, because look, God, I think that when it comes to the big picture, the the extended editions are what Peter Jackson wanted those movies to be. He wanted right. them to be big, giant, Huge. long, yeah. epic movies. So not to me, seen. it's like I I adore those movies. I ha- also have not been back to the theatrical versions because those are the only Dude, ones I watch the two now. Towers, there's like. It's probably only like know, 25, 30 minutes of screen time with Frodo and Sam. I know, it's but so it's, crazy. it's the perfect bite-size amount yes. of those beautiful worlds that just leave you wanting more. And I'm telling you, man, there's no greater joy than introducing the extended editions to people who have only seen the theatrical one. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll by that, that same token, who have not seen the theatrical versions as well. Yeah. I have another pitch, though. 
pop in the DVD, sit down and go, or Blu-ray, go, all right, here we go. We're going on the end of this adventure, but secretly pop in the the first Hobbit. <laughs> Dude, I like the Hobbit movies. I I'm like not saying them. they're bad. I'm just saying one of my fuck that blow would be. their minds and put in a completely different movie. Put in the animated Hobbit movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or if you want to watch the best thing ever made. True. Yeah. Uh, All right. Fish, she's cracked the plates. Only That's what one time this <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening to today's show. Uh, we miss Beautiful. Elliot. Give Elliot your love on Twitter for absolutely no reason. Uh, Twitter. Before it all burns to the ground. Before it all burns yeah. to the ground. Uh, anything else to talk about? Let's talk about that next time. Uh, I have no desire to take part in much social media these days, and having a massive douchebag in control of one of the biggest ones that was one of the last enjoyable bastions of it, and even slightly, even though it was still kind of a garbage place, has killed my want to be part of it at all. So let's talk about that next time. I agree. And we'll hopefully, if we have Elliot with us, we'll talk about this UFO sighting that was in Las Vegas. That's right. Ah, my head came off. Ha 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 